I'm Sarah. And I'm Justine. And you're listening to Coast to Coast Cocktails. Cheers! Cheers. <laughs> and we're on! Welcome, everybody, to Coast to Coast Cocktails. <gasps> Justine pregamed, so it's going to be fun. I recorded an episode of Did I Make That Up earlier with Colin Drucker from the All Right Mary uh, RuPaul's Race uh, podcast. And that's amazing. We just had such a good time and he wasn't drinking, but I got fucking drunk. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I had to finish my notes for this episode after. So I just kept drinking and I feel fucking good. So who stops? You're just going to take a nap if you stop, you know? And you can't because you got to stay up. You just have to keep going. I'm a, I'm a pro. I I know, I know the the rules. I know. Yeah. She's just seems like, don't tell me that. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Well, I'm really excited to be here today. I'm really proud of us. This is two episodes of Coast to Coast that we're recording in one week. And you, and a lot of times it takes us like seven weeks. So not really, but uh, just because of schedules mostly mine um schedules time differences yeah but however that after june 3rd baby my schedule opens up so i'm so excited i'm not gonna work as many hours i'm gonna try and get super fit for my wedding and like oh my god we should work out together over (gasps) zoom that would be fun because i'm really not motivated sometimes what do you do because i like to do like ripped out my fucking higher energy stuff you do like pilates and and like a aerobics type thing right not aerobics but like i do pilates but i also do like a lot of weight training and uh cardio but i have um, weights we have a whole weight set here we could i could do it with you yeah, I just do uh, stuff like that, and then I, I do Pilates as well, and then I do like Pilates mixed in with my like weight training and. I like we- like, yeah. Do you ever do like dance cardio? <laughs> um, what's your cardio? Do you not do on pur- not on purpose, but I do like to like all this afternoon. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I've been up since five o'clock in the morning, and oh it's now God. ten o'clock at night. And uh, so Justine's like raving right now. She's on X. I'm just kidding. Well, honestly, I might as well be. No, I got no, up I, early yeah. because I was like, I have so much to do. I had to take so many notes for multiple podcasts today, including this one, because yeah, I'm a fucking idiot and I never take notes until the last minute. Nobody and does. Then, Who um, does? The, the myth is untrue, people. Nobody takes notes weeks and weeks ahead of time. No. Um, yeah. The only time I did that was before I had my own podcast and I was a guest on Liz's. And then I was like, I was like, they have to be perfect. I was so nervous. No, it's so, no, that's same with me when I was a guest on Amanda from Amanda Loves yeah. to Hate Team Mom. Like when I was a guest on hers, I uh-huh. was like, I need, I watched the episode like 10 times. I, know. I took like specific <laughs> notes. And I had, now like, I'm a like, T-graph. No, I, I know how. And even now, like the notes I take, I'm like, we don't even discuss well, half the shit. It's but. like, and when it's me and you, like between the two of us, we know it'll be fine. Like, yeah, nine times out of 10, one of us will text the other and be like, uh, I don't really have great notes on blah. And we'll be like, it's fine. I have notes and clips or whatever. Yeah. One of us oh. always makes up for the other. Yes. We're the perfect couple. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, can we just say? Yeah. 
Okay, so guys, we're talking about one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Californication. Uh-huh. And I just want to say really quick before we actually like say anything or start the episode, I just want to warn everybody yes, that I this is an say. extremely R-rated episode. X-rated. Uh, X-rated. <laughs> Tons of sex talk no you don't see any penises but yeah it's um tons tons of of just like derogatory uh oh my god language and stuff sex shaming so if um, that makes you feel yeah underage statutory statutory rape if any of that makes you guys feel uncomfortable then just skip this if the if the name more peachy but here's here's the barometer if the name californication bothers you don't listen (laughs) <laughs> pretty much yeah what when when that i remember when the album but, but it's funny because when you're watching the show you don't like think about it but then when you're like physically writing it down yeah like, then hank gets a blow the, job it's yeah. like oh like oh and, and every second they're gonna fuck they're gonna fuck they're gonna fuck. <laughs> um I don't, I don't know but it's great but yeah it's very open i mean it's you know it's it's a showtime show you guys know what showtime is so beware buyer beware uh yeah so justine picked this one and uh we i'm re-watching the show this is my and now i am (laughs) third i think this is my third rewatch um i originally saw this show because my ex-boyfriend that I was in a long distance relationship with, we lived about four hours away. He lived in Kingston, Ontario. um, And I lived in Hamilton, Ontario, but he got me into a lot of TV shows and I didn't like a lot of them, but this is one that always like stood out. And this was (laughs) like a lot of them. (laughs) We we were together. Like this was before streaming services were ever a thing. Like, he had all the DVDs of this. He actually worked at a movie store. And that's one thing that was oh, super classic. cool. I, I still have like so many uh, like plaque posters and stuff that that's he cool. got me because he would just do like an order for the movie store. Yeah. And then instead of just ordering the stuff that they needed for the store, he would order me like friends posters oh. and like Hannah Montana was big at the time. Like I still uh. loved Miley Cyrus back then. So he would get me like Hannah Montana posters and twilight posters and stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, well, that's sweet. But anyways, yeah, he got me into the show and uh, I, I didn't want to watch it for the longest time. And then he was like, no, I promise you, you're going to love this show. And you're like, it's a boy I, show. I exactly. And, but I did, I fell in love with it and watched the whole entire series. And then I kind of forgot about it for a while, but then when I got the Crave TV app here in Canada with all the different streaming content, they had all the Showtime shows. And of course this was on it. So I, rewatched it then I, I don't even think I finished that rewatch but I'm rewatching it now and I was like we're doing two episodes today we're gonna do the pilot and then we're gonna do an episode from season four but the episode from season four I was so fucking high when I watched it and I was like <laughs> you know me and Sarah have to fucking talk about this episode because well, we're just gonna piss ourselves laughing and you it, did so. it so perfectly that it's almost it's almost like these two episodes could live alone because you get filled in enough that most of my questions were answered some of them I think I knew because I did watch this show I think I watched the first two seasons 
But at the same time, I remember the storyline of him producing that the movie. So perhaps I watched more than I realized. Um, but I know I did not finish the series. But it it's one of those that it's like, oh, goody, I get to go back. And like it's like six feet under, you know. It's like, oh, it's like half eaten. And, and now I get to go finish it <laughs> years later. Um, that analogy fell apart. But I was like, I texted Justine and I was like, wow, wow, what a pairing. Like, you know, how people pair wine and chocolate or whatever, or wine and food. It's like, bellissimo. So she did a really good job producing this episode. Well, I knew that either way you were going to watch the pilot, no matter what episode I chose, because we always discuss that like you have to watch the pilot you just before need to you know. watch just to understand the context of the characters of the show totes and um, totes. i don't say totes <laughs> and i actually wasn't even gonna put the pilot in it at all but then when i watched that episode I oh you like, were like hey the context would just be so good and yeah okay well yeah, it, it worked out beautifully. It was, it was um, and it, it also just really means it's a well-written show that all these things come back that were planted, seeds and honestly, planted in the first episode. I didn't even, like, even doing this third rewatch that I'm currently doing, I'm, on, I'm like, almost done season five now. There's seven seasons. It's, guys, it's such an easy show to get through because the episodes are only, like, it's 25 so wild, minutes long short. or whatever. yeah. Yeah, so that's why we do we do too because it's so short. It's just, but just um, like grownish. <laughs> exactly. But I didn't even realize how good the pilot was until today when I was taking my notes for it. Yeah. I'm like, this is a fucking incredible pilot. I had the exact same thought right after the dream sequence. I was like, dude, they nailed this pilot. <laughs> they Kind of like I didn't even under. realize how much backstory is in the pilot until yeah. I they established it. so much without being like this is my without daughter. being like or, obvious or like yeah, annoying. About I mean, it. one thing I noticed that is that they don't even say most characters' names more than maybe once in the pilot because they're not beating you over the head with anything. It's not like, gosh, Becca, what are you doing, Becca? guys this is my daughter her name's becca you know like it's not it's not like lifetime oh are you new to the neighborhood yes i just moved here because i had a job in this and this is my husband so and so <laughs> this is our auntie she's you know like where it's just like really oh well the auntie's gonna you know be a part of it because why else would she be here uh yeah so okay before so we... before we get are you gonna bring <laughs> up what we're drinking obviously okay <laughs> What are you drinking? Because I know okay. that you have a good wine pairing. You told me you do. So. I do. I do. Speaking of pairings. Okay. So I went to Woodlands Market today and I was looking for a fun bottle and I was drawn to it must the must be nice to live in California and have all these nice like markets and wineries to go to. You should totally come here, girl. I'm going to. Yeah. You should marry me before you marry Kyler so that I can get a fucking <laughs> green card. And then 90 Day Fiance me, girl. And then, 90 and, Day yes, Fiance yeah, 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 me. Yeah. And then we can start a show called... And Sister then we'll just get an almond and then you can marry Kyler. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were going to stay together and seek a sister husband. Oh, I'll do that shit. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be your sister wife. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Kyler's like, I'm jealous. 
Cutler's like in the background. He's like, what the fuck? It's like, I feel left out. Okay. Um, so this wine, this wine is um is a varietal that's not common. Um Vermentino, which is an Italian something something. Anyway, it's a blend of that and a Malvasia Bianca, which I love. And it's so crazy because I was just talking to my friend Grace about how we both like Malvasia Blancas. And she mailed me two bottles that of the, her from her favorite winery. And I was like, you're the nicest so person nice. ever. Yeah. But this isn't one of hers, but I will feature that in a different episode. But anyway, this one is called Brainchild. Mm-hmm. And the label's really cool. It's this like really sparkly. Sorry, I know that there's a glare. Hold it back just like a tad. There's a glare. Hang on. Let me turn the overhead light on. And then that won't be a glare. Oh, that was worse. <laughs> no, that one? Guys, it's hard. I think it's just the computer. So, do you see? There, there, there. Just turn it more to the center. Uh, Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's that's like a light foil. Bulb, right? It's a light bulb, and yeah. in the middle there's a little brain. You can't tell, and it's all glitter. There's glitter on it, you guys. So um, I got this not just because it's cool looking, but I'm absolutely saving this bottle. Um, but I got it because Brainchild. This, the, I mean, aside from all the sex, this show primarily is about Hank, 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 uh, aka David Duchovny. Don't you love me? <laughs> Anyway. I'm gonna kill Scully. <laughs> That's the best line. Oh, I have to end the episode with that, don't I? Dude. Um, okay, go on. So Hank is an he's a writer, and it's all about his journey, and he's suffering from writer's block in the beginning of the the show, and pretty much every plot is inter- is twined around two, or at least two books that Hank writes, aka his brain children. Um, what you call your brainchild, especially in the second episode where he is actually writing a screenplay. So he's creating this brainchild and stressing him the fuck out. We'll get there. So I actually don't think this is a stretch. <laughs> I just think, um, I mean, like sexy fucker or something would be better, but I didn't find that at Woodlands Market in Ross, California, where it's like, that, did you I'm know? Surprised you didn't find a wine that's like called Californication because you live in California. So, oh uh, yeah, that is surprised I, there isn't a wine that's like maybe it's that. patented or patented. <laughs> maybe it's trademarked. Like because there's also the Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Dream of Californication. My mom hated that album because she's like, "That's yucky." Not the album, not the album, but like she didn't listen to it. My mom didn't listen to the doesn't listen to rock, but she hated that it was called Californication um, because that was icky, she said. But I already had it, so she couldn't do anything about it. Fun, funny, funny anecdote. Um, we were looking back. My mom has written a Chris, a very detailed Christmas letter every year of since my sister was born. Uh, every year except um, the year of 9-11 because shit was crazy and my dad was stuck in China. Mm-hmm. Um, but not because of 9-11, he just happened to be there for work when 9-11 happened and then he couldn't come back because there was obviously a bunch of bands on travel. Anyway, um, so she saved like these letters and she saved our Christmas lists for like years. I didn't know she did this. And so she Xeroxed everything. She made a scrapbook out of it and then she Xeroxed everything and gave it to me and my sister, uh, Christmas or at some point. And, um one of the my christmas lists 
is from I think seventh grade and I asked for it's just my mom like marked things off like as it like got it got it unavailable too expensive couldn't find whatever she like put notes on them and right where it says blink 182 enema of the state it just says inappropriate <laughs> that's my favorite blink 182 album well I never got it <laughs> mom said it was an inappropriate guy i was laughing for so long and then when we were on our road trip and we were listening to like old music i was like hey kyler check this out is this inappropriate okay. so, well that's I'm all i'm gonna be hung over as fuck tomorrow i can already feel the bones yeah and i will be too but i'm not I'm going a, to- i'm gonna watch it when i'm hung over i'm not so. gonna i'm gonna watch it <laughs> i'm not gonna i don't have to i don't have to get up early tomorrow thank jesus you guys i was so hungover on Wednesday, which was also Saint Patrick's Day. Sarah was hungover. I was hungover too, but Sarah was sending me (laughs) videos of her clients, like (laughs) literally yelling, (laughs) and she's like, she's like, this is what I deal with when I'm hungover, and I'm like laying in the bath, like high as fuck, drinking a white (laughs) and I'm like, this is what I deal with. Okay, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't upset. I just need to clarify. He just is really, really interested in sirens. And so that was his fun impersonation. <laughs> but I wasn't I wasn't bashing him. I was showing you the cool thing we made. But yeah, it is loud. Um, and then anyway, and then I before that, I do like preschool <laughs> and it was St. Patrick's Day. So I had to go early to to leave out like the gifts from the leprechaun because that's what I do. Um, and <laughs> the video I sent you. Yeah, there's me gold. <laughs> yeah, Justine's um, experience with leprechauns. She's like, earlier when we were talking about St. Patrick's Day, she's like, all I know is the mo- the horror movie. Like, our re- reference points for things are so... The awful. guy from Kingston showed me that movie. What? On earth. Everybody, everything relates back to this guy. Sean King... Wait, his name is Sean, <laughs> and he's from Kingston. <laughs> I know all my girlfriends used to say, hey, hey, Sean, you missed the king. Yo, it too beautiful girl. But he, but he was so like punk rock that like he didn't even know any like. It was uh, a larger black man. You mean? <laughs> he didn't know like any like pop culture references at all because he was so into like Blink One Eighty Two, yeah. uh, new film Glory set your goals all those <laughs> so you know love he was that. like pop punk master but love that for him okay. it's like life idol was david Duchovny, who we're talking about today so. did he know about the sex addiction at that time <laughs> yeah yeah he's the one that told me girl and sean, then he sean kingston he, i'm just gonna call your ex sean kingston he's sean, hey oh sean you missed that kingston kingston um, I need to stop doing the friggin' patois. Um, so I think it's okay because it's kind of the same thing as going Jason Derulo. We're just indicating <laughs> one thing. Savage love. Does somebody, does somebody break your heart? Looking like savage love. Is it so bad that my phone died the one day when I was in the car? So I unfortunately had to put on the radio and that song was on and i was in my car driving doing the fucking tiktok no it's not bad that's the only reason anyone likes that song that beat that like it's so bad it's a good beat but like it the quality's like 
It's well, you've all heard it. I mean, like, did you like my TikTok? I my TikTok. I, I did. I laughed so hard, and I was like, "Ooh, she looks so pretty." Oh, thank you. That video about um, I keep wanting to call her Ronda Rousey, but I know that's not who she is. Well, her and Ronda Rousey are like besties. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So there's like the four horsewomen in mm -hmm. WWE, and then there's the four horsewomen in UFC, which is her, Ronda Rousey. Um, this girl Marina, I think that's how you say her name, and then this other girl Jessamine Duke, who's still best friends with Shayna. Wait, she's in UFC? I thought she was WWE. Shayna, your girl, yeah. Okay, so Shayna was originally a UFC fighter. Oh, so, okay, that you know explains how, the. You know how there was yeah. a reality show, The Ultimate Fighter. Yes. About so she there was an all women season, oh, and neat. she was on that season, and she lost the first fight that she was in so she didn't make it far on the show she was like a nobody but then she still fought in ufc all the time and then her last fight she tore her acl in the middle of the fight so she stopped doing like mma and stuff but mm. she was doing like amateur wrestling and mma since she was like 13 years old like Dang. a little kid that's why she's so fucking jacked and jacked. strong and yeah sexy. seriously <laughs> and then um and then she was like i know she like tells the story in like the documentary that i like put on my tiktok but she said that she was like all depressed and then ronda rousey called her up and was like fly to california i'm gonna fly you here and you're gonna i'm gonna train with you and whatever and she flew there and Ronda Rousey, and as soon as she got off the airplane and she turned her phone on, Ronda Rousey texted her and was like, got you now, bitch, you're mine. So her and Ronda Rousey lived together for years. And Ooh. Shayna was like obsessed with WWE, like watching it all the time on TV. Uh -huh. And then, and then Ronda Rousey became obsessed with WWE and Ronda Rousey did WWE first. Oh, and I didn't know that. Shayna did it. But Shayna's doing it way better. So, <laughs> hey, I, I got, I got no dog in this fight except for you. Um, all right, all right, and now we're in, and now we can <laughs> talk we about the show, Californication, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I let's talk First about. First of all, yeah, David me. Why won't you love me? me? Can I just say I've been fucking singing that song for it's the kind past, of a good like, it's days. kind of a good song in a weird way. It's kind of like how like you're so vain, you know, but it's <gasps> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's what it reminds me yeah, of. Yeah, but it call calls out the actual person. Supposedly And I sent you the video of Bree Sharp singing it in front of David Duchovny. Yes, you did. Signing. And I was reading all the YouTube comments on it and some people were like, oh, he looks so uncomfortable. But then other people were saying that he personally invited her out to sing the song. So I don't know. Uh, I happened. bet he did. I'm sure he did. But he's either way, dude. I think it's really cool that it was a he's song. heard the song. It was on the radio. Yeah. Back in the day. It's one of those things. It's like. Like I'm does this person know about this? But so anyways, I think it's cool that he acknowledged the song and whatever. My favorite part too. was when she's like, I'm waiting for the day when my lucky stars align. And then she looks at him, she's like, 
I think today might be that day. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get any closer than this. I'd be so embarrassed, but whatever. That's she me. killed it. Anyway, yeah. so um, guys, yeah. Also, You're So Vain was also written about a celebrity, uh, but he's not named. Do you know who it is? No. Warren Beatty. Apparently, um, Carly Simon dated him. And so she wrote the song about him. He's an actor and director. Okay. I, had I love that song. I, I, I had forgotten who it was about, so I looked it up. I did. Obviously, I'm reading this. <laughs> I knew it was about. I knew it was about someone famous, but I was like, I have no idea who. All right, yeah, Cal California, dream of California. We're just gonna sing the whole time. In the pilot, we um, oh yeah, we hear. Um, okay, well actually, okay. I'm gonna sing again. Okay, a wait, plus, wait, wait. So a pl the episode starts off with <laughs> Hank pulling up to a church, and there's a church choir singing in the background because. And, and I never, I never noticed this before watching. Uh, even though I've seen the show like a hundred times, like I said, but I never noticed that the song that they're singing is you can't always get what you want. Yeah. That's the beginning of the song by the, the original by the stones. It starts with a no, choir. I know the song. No, I know. Oh, I didn't, you didn't realize the choir was singing I, it. Yeah. I Got didn't it. realize that that was the song they're singing because it's very churchy. So oh, it's just kind of like, what do you want? So, guys, by the way, this is the pilot of the show. So, if you want to get into the show, if, if you've made it to this point, you're going to finish the episode. You either love us or you hate us. And that's, well, I'm, I'm sure you'll cut a bunch of That's out, where we guys. are. So, he walks into the church. Are you sure? And <laughs> I'm not sure. There's a nun there. And she asks him if he needs help with anything. He's like, Listen, I'm having a crisis of faith. I can't write, which sucks because I'm supposed to be a writer. And a he's like, I actually, that. he's like, I actually just came here to talk to God. I don't want to bother, bother anyone living. I thought that was a funny line. Yeah. He has a lot of like savage ass lines. 90% of them are problematic though. I know, but there's, but like, it's like things said in your own home, kind of, it's representing this person it's not saying he's great just as the sopranos wasn't saying murder's great you know he actually yeah. is fucking up and he knows he's fucking up oh but anyway my god that's such a great like analogy thank you it's like the the what do they call them like the anti who like like he's antithesis like, the, like he's like the good guy but he he like the anti-hero oh anti-hero yeah yeah, Hank's like the anti-hero, just Absolutely. like Tony Soprano is. Every, yeah. I, and every good hero starts as an anti-hero, because if he's just a hero the whole time, it's annoying. It, <laughs> it, yeah, honestly, th honestly, thank you. Like, Hank yeah, Moody is exactly like Tony Soprano is. Like, yes. you, you love him and you want to root for him, even though you know he's like, low-key a terrible person. But you that's still because, just because want to you know. love him and be on his side. Largely because you know that deep down he hates all that shit and it's his crazy mom and all that stuff. But anyway, um, yeah. can't get into that right now. <laughs> so, um, so the nun says to him, well, normally I would suggest a couple of uh, our Hail fathers or a couple of Hail Marys, but I don't oh, think that's going to get it done. What about a blowjob? So she I know. goes down on him. Well, and even before this happened, I wrote... They gonna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to Hank 
waking up in bed. It's all just a dream. Because he's getting he's, a blowy. He's actually getting a blowy in real life. He wakes up in a bed. The girl looks up and she's like, bad Suck dream. It. Yeah. And she's like, Hank, you drifted off. And the best, I just thought of the best possible way I could wake you up. And this is it. And Hank's like, kudos to you. Yeah. And, you know, they have a cigarette together in bed. And the girl talks about him. how her husband has her never back. given her an orgasm and doesn't know where a clit is thinks it's yeah hank's like well has he ever gone down <laughs> on you and she's like well he did once but he made me take a shower first so i have a story right here oh no <laughs> i mean i would want a shower but did someone make you shower no so there was this guy that oh, no. used to oh. go into my Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's not what you think it is. Sarah's like waiting for some like cringy ass story. Whose vagina bad. smelled? No, no. So there was this guy that used to come into my work all the time. Um, I remember his name, but I'm not gonna say it. Um, this his name was, was Sean I, Kingston. This was when I was like 20, and um, <laughs> I heard you say 12. He, I don't know why. He like loved me was like fucking obsessed with me and I didn't like him at all I like blew him off a bunch of times shut him down a bunch of times but uh -huh. eventually I gave him a chance I was like you know yeah, you're, like, you're like into me whatever so we like I don't know what we did I think we like went to a bar one night we like came back to his house we were like hanging out watching a movie or something or watching like a hockey game or something I don't even remember I just remember uh -huh. we were in his basement and um and we were like making out a little bit. And then I just remember we didn't do anything more than that. We just like kissed. But then I remember we started like talking about sex. And then he told me that like, he's like, oh, my ex used to like want to have sex with me and like make me go down on her without her showering first. And then I just kind of looked at him like, what? And he was like, yeah like that's so fucking gross like I don't care like I'll eat a girl up but like you have to take a shower first and then uh, I just remember in my head like something clicked and I'm yeah, like, like bye bye, -bye. Like, no and then I just remember like I never talked to him again that's also like maybe you just don't like that I don't know I mean like guys don't shower before you they make you go down on them all the time and like those balls be stank you know sometimes <laughs> first of all i've gone down on a women. lot of women yeah that's and true you, you can compare both again and if if a girl smells down there it's not because She's she unclean. hasn't showered it's because she has like an infection or something wrong with her right well it's not, i like you know what all, i mean it's yeah, like it's, it's like she'll literally smell the exact same whether she just got out of the shower yeah. or whether she yeah. was because all those office juices, job all day because it doesn't matter you wash the juices off but all the juices are vagina is vagina yeah it's not like a it's not like poop comes out of it you know you have a vagina you know you only smell bad down there if you have like a yeast infection or something like that like well there are it naturally doesn't smell it's, bad it's naturally cleaning yeah uh but like i understand that like sometimes you can have like like feel swampy or whatever but i agree that there's no new smell it's just that like the sweat and whatever that's collected down there 
is what yeah unless unless you just came back from like a two-hour sesh at the gym or ran a fucking marathon yeah seriously or you know or just had sex with someone else or something there's no fucking reason why no they're really no there is vagina you either like it or you don't it's it's all yeah it's also like just toxic masculinity and like fuck that or just toxic people i guess i should say (laughs) toxic man you didn't even like him and then he said that and you're like wow i know exactly it's like i'm glad i'm gross i'm giving you a chance yeah i don't even (laughs) want to be here (laughs) i remember being on dates like that turn off so and this is literally why women cheat on their husbands because the girl proceeds to tell hank that her husband uh can't find her clit She's like, I'm pretty sure he thinks it's like at the bottom. And Hank's like, okay, well, I can take a hint. So yeah, he starts like, to go yours down is on at her. The bottom, as a joke. He starts to go down on her and he's like making all these Sexy. jokes. And he's like, is this where it is? And she's like twitching. It's like a hot scene. Yeah, it's pretty And hot. then she hears her husband come home. And she's like, oh, so that's Hank, my husband. Hank, make Hank makes a joke. He's like, well, maybe I should hide under your clit. You'll never, he'll never find me there. <laughs> um so then the husband comes home hank dips out the window the with no pants like screaming freaking out yeah no pants uh yeah yeah Undies. hank only has like a boxer briefs and a, a shirt. t-shirt on and boxer briefs he gets into his car and the husband chases after him he sees him he's like are you 60 or something bro are you kidding me and hank's like hey by the way the little guy in the boat he's <laughs> up here and he does like the pussy lick thing which uh, we just talked we've about, already talked about. Yeah. but it's hot when david de does it well obviously but you, you know what's funny about david de he's the only guy in the world that can pull that off yeah because he's not creepy even though you know he's like got sex addiction or whatever he's never he's never been creepy um so today we were making paper boats and that line was all i could think of <laughs> little man in the boat i was like stop it <laughs> sarah's like hanging out with all of her students and she's like in her head like smacking her head she's like no snap out of it stop don't think about, about david to stop right thinking now. about david to going down on you stop it bad girl <laughs> i feel like i want to rewrite the david to song but in californication terms instead of x-file terms yeah yeah, and you could do like hate. You could do like a play on Moody. Like his name's Moody, and sometimes he's Moody. I know sometimes you're Moody, but da 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 da. But I like it when you're. Frank. I know God hates us. I love us. you, Hank. Because his oh, book yeah. is called God, God hates, hates Us All. Love. So I could be oh. like, I know God hates us all, but I love fucking suck and your punches. <laughs> I'm not underage. <laughs> Give me a chance. <laughs> Hey, I'm married. Does that make me hotter? So, um, so the husband uh, has a baseball bat and he busts out uh, Hank's headlight as Hank, and Hank drives off. off. This is a like you can't. It's you don't have to know it, but it's kind of like an ongoing thing through the series that Hank always has that Porsche and he always has a busted out taillight in it, like. Oh yeah, the whole series. Yeah, so. it fits his personality. And then we hear, "You can't always get what you want." The real version. But if you try, sometimes. No, that's what I'm telling you. The real version starts with a choir. It's in the original song. 
Seriously? Yeah. No, girl. Her, I can pull it up here so that we can actually, so it sounds good on I the audio. Just, I was just going to play it. Okay. Go for it. Is it? It's the Rolling Stones. I, I know who it is, but like, <laughs> I was going to say, is it the same choir though? Like, it sounded the same. Oh my God, it is. I told you. Okay, see, I'm a basic ass bitch. I only know the radio version. Oh, it's fine. I, I mean, who knows? So I only know this, like the radio version. Yeah, that's fine. Anyways, it's a fucking great song. And yeah, it's classic. That's why I wrote at the beginning, like fucking primo choice. Um, especially um, that choir part. <laughs> all of the music in this whole series is amazing. It's all like classic rock. Even the original music so that good. they have the daughter play later is really appealing. Speaking of, so Hank pulls up and Karen and Becca are standing outside. He comes out and he's like, Daddy's trying out a new look. What do you think? It's so inappropriate. While he's standing there in his uh, boxers and t-shirt. But that's like foreshadowing because they know he gets a lot more inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Um, Becca's like, are you mentally insane? That was a good invitation. Are you mentally insane? Okay. If there's one fucking character in this show that I would kill off, it would be <laughs> I hate Fuck her. Mary Kill. I think she's the worst actor. I think she's so fucking annoying. I cannot stand her. Like even well, when Kane, I even when I watch this, my best friend in the whole world, and we can't talk anymore. I'm just kidding. Even when I watch this, like back in the day with my ex or whatever, like I remember, I would always bitch. I'm like, I hate the daughter. Like I don't want to watch this show because of the daughter. But David Duchovny's so hot. I just want to keep. I watching definitely it. don't hate her, but she no, is. A she's pretty the worst actor in this whole show. Bold presence. No, I, I swear know. to God, I mean, the only reason that, that they mean, casted her, in my opinion, is because. She has really she big like eyes, the and the mom has really big eyes. She looks like the mom. But besides sure. that, her act. This yeah, is my I, impression of her. Dad, what the fuck do you mean, Dad? <laughs> she does, <laughs> and it pisses me off that she never changes like her style or her haircut or anything through the whole series. Yeah, she's got a whole Wednesday Adams thing going on. She does, which I love because so did I at that age. But she's 12 in this episode. Yeah. And then she's 16 in the sep second episode we're going to do. And it's and like, it's okay, from the, the time that you were 12 and 16, didn't your hairstyle change? Didn't your style change? Didn't you? Like 400 up? times. And exactly. Red, she still way. has the stupid, really high forehead bangs and the long black hair. Like, yeah, I don't like I get bangs. that you're still a rocker chick and you're still into music. Like, that's cool. But like, Listen, but at least like, get rid of the bangs get some color in your hair like she, like because that's what a normal fucking kid would do she still looks but the she, exact same but it pisses here's me the off thing. here's the thing justine she's not a normal kid she has very <laughs> fucked up parents honestly and that's what i wrote in my notes too i'm like i get on her but at the same time like i'd be fucked up too if my you, parents and were, you would be like, like clinging to some kind of normalcy because there's no normalcy there's no routine it's the opposite of my upbringing where i was like i want to be wild and everything's rules it's like she doesn't i want to be bad oh yeah that comes up a lot on our show doesn't it i want to be bad 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 
So, um, Hank asked Karen and Becca to just go to dinner with him. Karen's like, I can't. And Hank's like, oh, must be date night. And Karen's like, yeah. And Becca's like, come on, mom, please. And Karen's like, no, you guys should enjoy your daddy-daughter time. She kisses Becca goodbye. And Hank's like, where's my kiss? Yeah, and then He's really... He's very cheeky with her like he it's he's so childlike because he obviously loves her and wants her back but he's like he, that through the does, whole series no i know all he does is push her buttons because he thinks like a child like well at least i'm getting attention at least i'm getting a reaction it's like yeah it's the wrong one bud it's such a typical man what <laughs> you know <laughs> um Yes. So Karen gets in her car and she leaves. And then Becca, Hank's daughter, uh, she looks at Hank and she says, so who won, who won that round? She's so annoying. Who won that um, round? And then I literally just wrote my notes here. She's so annoying. But the more I watch the show and see how that would be messed if your parents were always on and off like that. Yeah. So whatever. She's trying to be like caustic and casual. I mean, considering what happens like 10 seconds later in this episode. Yeah. So Hank and Becca go inside the apartment and she tells them that she wants to watch Pirates of the Caribbean again because Johnny Depp. Is oh, hot. I hated that line. Johnny Depp is hot. So relatable, though. Not with Johnny Depp, but. I would never say I've, that to my dad. I've watched movies over and over again because I've thought someone was attractive in them. Oh, I just thought it was cringy. AKA that, me that Johnny and... Depp is hot was cringy. That's all. Because like, oh, her... that was me and every single Edward Furlong movie ever. No, because she's telling her dad. <laughs> she's a twelve-year-old telling her dad. That's why it was. Cringy oh, to me. the I was things just like, she tells her dad. I was like, future, I would have never oh, said <laughs> that ever at twelve. I would have been like, boy, I hate. I what? I don't know that they're uh, boys. Girl, Men? there's a scene where she like spoiler alert guys there's a scene in the future where she like tells her dad she like gave a guy a blowjob like she gets oh. way too comfortable with hank so this is like <gasps> foreshadowing a lot yeah i think i don't know makes- if the writers did it on purpose or not but yeah I, I mean i have my own like triggers but yeah it was just overly sexualized so she it. wants to watch parts of the character. i love hank's like response to it what does he say he's like can we watch a movie that's based on a piece of literature, literature instead yeah. of something that's based on a theme, theme park, park ride? ride. <laughs> Which, by the way, Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite ride ever at Magic Kingdom. Oh, it's Kingdom. so fun. Oh, it's at Magic Kingdom? Oh, yeah. Sorry. To Disney World. I'm all, what's Magic Kingdom? In uh, Orlando. I love you, Orlando. I mean, is that a Disneyland, too? Yeah, it's in California. Girl. Well. How drunk you be? <laughs> yeah, but I know that there's different rides at both parks. Oh, I thought you said, is there a Disneyland? I thought you asked no, me. No, is Pirates of the Caribbean also at yes, Disneyland? Yes, okay. I was like, I, th- I literally thought you said, is there a Disneyland? <laughs> Girl, Pirates of the Caribbean ride smells yeah. so good. It's I, like, I, that's I, the best <laughs> fucking smell in the world. I girl, swear to God. You are like, like me. Salt water. Every time I'm somewhere, I'm like, this smells like 
random something random people Dude, are like what are you talking there's like about? etsy stores that make candles that smell like theme park rides <laughs> it is so comforting isn't it you know what i always loved about pirates of the caribbean is it smells great and you're inside but you feel like you're outside and but it's just like so chill and you see the people dining i don't know something about that just always made me really happy um and you get to watch a whole sh story I, it might be different in magic kingdom i don't know if you go through the restaurant but i agree with you about the smell and honestly i've made that comment so many times in my life that something smells like the pirates of the caribbean ride and that's why i like it so thank you i just remember there was like a little dip <laughs> like this but yeah. there's no bar or anything that holds you in and then you i get just splashed. remembered the boat went down and i and i was like <gasps> I was like, am I dying right now? Because I wasn't expecting that like little dip and then it splashes. And then all the like animatronics were so realistic. Yeah. But before oh. I went there, I watched a video of Johnny Depp actually, I think it might have been the Magic Kingdom one. I could be wrong. Could have been the Disneyland one, but he came and he stood with the animatronics dressed up and he was like... Did they and add... then he jumped out and he was like, hi. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's actually Johnny Depp. But all the <laughs> animatronics looked like that. absolutely incredible. And I have a question. Like, when you what? went where this was post movie, correct? When you went on the ride? Yeah, I went right before COVID, like November okay. 2019. So. so they had all the characters in the ride or some of them. Johnny I'm Depp. Lie, I've. Or sorry, I've no, it's just seen the Pirates of the Caribbean. No, sorry, it was just Johnny Depp. I'm I'm remembering now. In the Disneyland, it he was never part of it, of course, before the movie. And then they added a much hyper realistic Johnny Depp, but everything else on the ride stayed as it was. So he didn't match anybody. They all look like um, you know, like mad magazine drawings, and he looked like Johnny Depp. I feel like all the animatronics looked like absolutely incredible on the. They're ride, great. And that's I'm just. Why I, I like, haven't been. It. I don't. Even I felt know like what they it... all looked so fucking real. Like I was weirded out. I was like, I don't know what you are saw. these real people. That's why I'm not? asking questions because I don't know what they've changed. It's in. I'm sure. I've, I haven't been since two, 2010 when those movies were new and they had just added the Johnny. I'm sure they've done tons since then. It's been 11 years. Well, 10 if you don't count COVID. Okay, so yeah, that is funny. So, oh my god, Becca, why did I just say that like that? Yeah, that's funny. Because you're a valley girl from California. Uh, so, no, I'm so not. Becca walk. Uh, I don't live you know, in the she valley. wants to watch pirates. Hank is like, oh, I think it's in my room. Go look for it. Mm -hmm. So Hank is in the kitchen. He's doing his Father? thing, and then Becca comes out, and she's like, Father, hey, Dad. No, can she I goes. She goes, father, and he goes, daughter. She says, wait, wait, can I ask you something? That's her voice. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, yep, yes, we did anything. Why is there a naked lady in your bedroom? And then his face drops, and she's like, Hold and on. he's like, wait, right here. And then she looks, and she's like, there's no hair in her vagina. Do you think she's okay? <laughs> like you look at that. Like, I'll check. You looked that closely, girl. You didn't just freak out and run. Just saying. Um, but that's her voice, though. She talks like this. She has a, an extremely nasally voice, yeah. Um, she looks like Daria with a nasally voice. 
Um, don't ever disrespect Daria like that. Ever no, again. she looks like with the hair, you know. I didn't say she's like Daria. She that's why it's so incongruous because she sounds like that and she looks like Daria. We need to do a Daria episode. That would be please. really really fun. <laughs> we have to get my sister I for that her. one. Mm -hmm. must have some goals my goal is not to wake up at 40 with the bitter realization that i wasted my job wasted my life in a job that i ate because i was forced to decide in a career in my teens classic daria i rewatched the whole series of daria like a year ago and i, I fucking love it yo her lines are so savage i gotta say like um daria is one of the things that my sister um exposed me to or showed me when i was like ready to understand sarcasm and wit and like those kind of things and totally shaped so much for me because i was like this is my sister letting me watch this and like this is like she's cool because she's four years older than me she's really cool and she's like she's too cool for everything because like that's how everybody is as a teenager <laughs> so i gotta be like her and i watched daria and i was like i get it i totally get it i was like nine <laughs> daria's like my first experience with uh like mtv i think like Daria and Beavis and Butthead and I remember there was the crossover do you remember that where Beavis and Butthead came to I, Daria's school and they were like ha, 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 Daria I don't know that I know that one because the thing is I was so young and I didn't get access to it all the time it was only when we were at other people's houses hey again fucking love this song so much this is my stuff literally like <laughs> babe like, two years ago i just watched this whole entire series because oh, it's on the same app that i watched this on crave tv the whole entire series nice all right then fuck it i'm gonna go watch it um i do really love the theme song i remember liking it back then that na 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 the show is so good like the dad is really funny I'm the parents are like like so step good. they're so fucking weird <laughs> Also, this wine, I just want to let everyone know it's very good. So I recommend it. They are they aren't cheers, bitch. They aren't always. Boom. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. Oh, look at my cut says perfect blend. Just like us. <laughs> I have a and, coffee cup, by the way. <laughs> and I just have a blank ass uh, wine cup. So you need the merch wine cup. I know I do. So uh, whatever becca's all upset that there's a naked girl in hank's bed so 
Hank goes well, to see her. It's, yeah, it's a different just, girl from the beginning of the show. It's she's another married woman. And she's apologizing to him. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was trying to surprise you. And he's like, well, you surprised my daughter. Yeah. She's and, like, oh, my God, um, and he's like, hey, and maybe she's like, cool oh my God, off. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, and she's then, all yeah, naked. Poor thing. Yeah. He's like, well, she's maybe pissed, we should cool but... things down. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's obviously pissed. And then this is really important to the entire series. Yes. She says, oh, well, you got your revenge. Um, don't think it wasn't satisfying to fuck the wife of the guy who turned your precious book into a big shitty movie. Right. Um, that's extremely important to the series because Hank's entire hang up constantly talked about through the series god hates us all was turned into a movie called a uh, crazy little thing called love and <laughs> that's the director's wife who we fucked that we will we're not gonna be talking about that in the second episode but that does come it up is important but it is foundational for his entire his entire attitude he publishes this book comes out he gets a movie deal and he hates what they've done with it and then he just stops he's just stagnant in life he can't write he can't do anything and all he can do is fuck married women to subconsciously get back at the that the woman that he should have married the mother of his child so it is quite it is foundational and it's made clear again really well written nothing is spelled out but it's clear um this woman is like well clearly you just fucked me to to fuck the wife of the guy that you hate for turning your movie into turning your and book she into says to him by the way the movie is better than the book which yeah just to be a bitch um which i would going. i don't blame him it's kind of it's the equivalent of being like by the way you have a small dick you know like um but she has a really nice body <laughs> i just wanted to point that out all the girls he i know they i know nice they all bodies. do but like she Ugh. She had. Don't like, make me hate my life. She had. Are you? You make me hate my life. <laughs> everybody makes everybody hate their life. Yeah, but no, this woman had it really. Um, or who? If if it was her body, she was fucking stacked. Anyway, um, all of a sudden we've kind of flash forward. Uh, you know. Well, there's an this. awkward scene where Becca walks in and she hands them both beers, and then. See, she, she is weird. She she has like a tray, and then she has like a pop for herself, and she's like, "So, Dad, is this a new girlfriend?" Yeah, and it's just like a really awkward scene, and it, and it like, feels oh, like God. she's trying to be a pill. I mean, that's how you read it, right? I think she's trying to be a pill, or she's trying to be cool. Either I, I don't know. It's weird. I would never die I mean, in my room crying. Yeah, maybe she just has no idea what's normal because her parents are so dysfunctional, especially her dad. She's like, I guess I get them beer now. I mean, my parents got divorced when I was young, like eight years old. And um, but I never experienced my parents ever being in love. Like you didn't see naked vaginas in your desk. Even the memories that I do have of my parents being together, they are, like, extremely awful memories. Like, I don't have good memories of them being together. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, the memories I, I, I have of understand. them being together are, like, are like traumatizing and, like, whatever. So Sweetie. I feel like that's why I'm always so, like, pro-people separating even if they do have kids because in my head i've i've seen it from both sides yes and 
Because I was like young enough where, you know, it didn't didn't affect me too much. But I was still old enough that like I kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. And um, I just think that, uh, yeah, so I just grew up like you know, my parents didn't talk. They did like, they had their custody schedule and they stuck to it. Like my mom would drop me off. My dad's, my parents didn't even fucking talk. Like my parents didn't even talk till I was like 18 years old. So that's rough. I, and I, I agree with you. I don't, it sucks that it's tumultuous. Like it shouldn't have to be that way. Um, but at the same time, stayed together for the kids does not ever work i love that song do you because i'm queuing it up so here's your holiday hope you enjoyed this time you gave it all away it was mine so when you're dead and gone Tom along with his black nail polish. I know. So it's hard to wake, <laughs> wake up when the shades, when the shades have been, been shut. Now that house, house, house is haunted. It's so pathetic. It makes no sense at all. I'm right right for things to say. The words rot and fall away. Stupid, stupid poem. Fix this home. I read it every day. So here's here's That was powerful. That was Power Hour, everybody. And now we're back. On That's the one a fucking news. beautiful fucking song. Powerful fucking song. That and Adam's song, right? I was like, <gasps> oh, Adam's song is dark as fuck. Yeah, it is. And it still will make me cry. Um, um, now now I can definitely make Zach listen to this. I'll be like, there's literally Blink in the episode. <laughs> the whole episode's about Blink-182. We should just <laughs> name this episode Blink-182. No explanation. <laughs> um. So now we get a scene. Hank is asleep on the couch and Karen uh, comes to pick Becca up. And Becca tell, she looks at Karen. She's like, please don't yell at him. Right. So Becca leaves the room to go like pack up her stuff. And Karen kicks, Kank, kicks Hank awake. Hank and the Hank's like, And then I love this. Hank's like, oh, fuck. I know that look. That's the look that makes me testes shrivel. <laughs> The test is shrivel. <laughs> and then Karen's like, 12 year old girl finds naked slut in dad's bedroom. And then Hank's like, oh, fuck. She, she told she you about, about that. that. And then he's like, are you jealous? Like, he just goes into that. And then, which is so like, yeah, she is. But now that you said that, she's not, you dumb shit. Yeah. And she's just and mad at you. <laughs> Karen threatens uh, to basically to take custody away from him. And then she's like, well, she Bill sure convinced do. me, and then Bill. she goes off. <laughs> Bill. Bill is her oh, fiance in the show. Um, 
so basically they go back and forth for a little you guys well, were like Phil, one of the way into this movie this show. so they're going like back and forth and hank's like don't start you started when you cheated on me and karen's like i did not cheat on you and hank's like in what universe is fucking someone else um so other, basically in this other argument, than your husband not cheating and she says we weren't married because yeah that he never so, asked her and that's bone of contention but she did yeah, cheat yeah. so you don't get, have to be you don't have to be married to cheat exactly so we get some people don't a backstory between the two of them in this argument they were never technically married he never technically cheated they, on her they her. did have <laughs> one thing i like love about this show is that through the series we do get so many flashbacks mm-hmm. so like Eventually, you do get, like, the flashback of when Karen and Bill first met and how, like, they got together and how, and we get the flashback um, in an episode of her telling Hank that she fucked Bill because she was Bill's, like, client because she's an architect and Mm -hmm. she was, like, designing, Bill's, like, a rich guy and she was, like, designing his house for him and, um, I don't know. The show's just so like beautifully done with like the way the flashbacks happen and everything. So, anyways, Karen's upset that Bill isn't. Or Karen's upset that Hank isn't writing anymore. She's like, she's yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm pissed off at you, but the worst thing is that like you're, you're wasting your talent. You have this beautiful gift. You're flushing it down the toilet, and then Hank's like grabs her he's like listen i need you he hugs her and then karen just like blurts out of nowhere she's like i'm getting married married. and then hank's like yes but you don't love him and she's like yes i do and he's Ah. like but he's everything you said you never wanted right and then becca comes back in the room the annoying little cock block shit well can i say before that she he says him he's a fucking dial tone which i just that's such a good line yeah yeah yeah. and then yeah, he yeah. and then he goes don't i gotta say in this and she says no and he he genuinely says what it feels like i should because you know it's like they weren't married they weren't divorced so on some level it, he still feels it, it's like he's in denial enough to feel like they're kind of together and bill's just this thing that's in the way so one like amazing spoiler alert mm-hmm. um one amazing spoiler alert that aren't they I have, all amazing that i have through this series in six feet under is mm-hmm. they both have a scene throughout the series about kurt cobain killing himself and um in this show they have a throwback scene of hank and uh allegedly Karen in new york city and they're playing heart-shaped box by nirvana and karen has like pink hair and she's like crying and hank wakes up and he has like a goatee and he's like what's wrong and she's like kurt cobain just killed himself and they're playing like mm-hmm. in the back and it's just like so beautiful and the Thanks. rain's pouring down and yeah then- also in one of my other favorite shows, Six Feet Under, they have that as well with like uh, a Nate and Claire scene of them as teenagers, but they're playing um, All Apologies and it's like pretty much the same scene. 
Yeah. I swear to wow. God, All Apologies is one Words of the best songs of all time. And I say, everyone is gay. In the sun, in, in the, the sun, sun, I feel is one. <laughs> all we're gonna do is just sing i see yeah, i told you anyways um okay um yeah. i have to talk about the show or else i'll just keep singing all fucking we're like night. only gonna get through so, one episode but it's fine so karen's like upset that hank isn't writing she's like the worst thing is that you have this gift and you're just flushing it down the toilet and hank's like he's hurting well though. i need you and yeah. he hugs her whatever He's like, you don't love him. She's like, but I do. And he's like, Hank tells her what you just said. You're he's a dial tone. And then he's like, he's everything you said you never wanted. So then Becca, just true. And she even said in the same conversation, I used to love it about you that you didn't like the norms, but now you're just a cliche. And he fires and back. Like, you're the fucking biggest cliche of the. And he all. fires back. So is Bill. Bill's a cliche. He's just boring house husband you know or whatever the fuck he is you know what i mean yeah not, not creative not inspiring not challenging not fun not whimsical not spontaneous that's basically what i had just have david Duchovny pictures in my uh on the side of my screen now and i'm just like it's not like david david hey i got a path <laughs> for david Duchovny. Kyler's out there just like, oh fuck. Like seriously. He probably thinks like, I'm I'm doomed. He thinks um, I'm way he thinks I'm way drunker than I am. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not drunk. We're just having fun. He just laughed at me. I'm drunk though. Um Justine is, but she's been drinking like since <laughs> she wants you to know. He's just laughing at us. So uh <laughs> Becca comes out, whatever, typical cock block, but then Hank kisses his daughter Becca goodbye and he says to her please don't ever say the word vagina in front of me again. <laughs> which which like wow. I said is major foreshadowing because she uh, I don't know if that was on purpose or not but she constantly Probably. talks to him about her sex life I think so because they often talk about teenagers being a nightmare also Michael Imperioli is on this show yeah Ah! not till the end though I know but that's so exciting he's my favorite so, like I think he might be my favorite actor except oh, for all the incredible. other ones. I love him so so we get a scene where Hank is standing in front of a billboard like out front of a movie theater oh, there and there's Aww. a there's the billboard uh crazy little thing called love crazy uh, it's a stupid name his he has a book God hates us all. That was yeah, his like big yeah. popular book. Was turned into the movie. Crazy so he's going to that. see the movie. So he's going to see the movie that his book was turned into. So he goes in the theater. There's a guy. Um, his cell phone rings. The guy answers it. He's talking on the phone. By the way, I miss movie theaters when people would answer the phone and or when someone's <laughs> phone ring and everyone would go, oh, uh, look back, right? Like. <laughs> They would boot. Okay, did you guys maybe in not California, Canada? Did you guys have these ads where they would be like, Don't turn be off a your Tommy texter? Yeah, till like, did you have the Tommy texter ads? No, or they was would that be Canadian. I don't think so. No, it would be like, it would be like a like a produced pilot 
and then all of a sudden a phone would ring and they'd be you'd be like oh we're not watching a pilot for a movie or a preview for a movie we're actually watching a commercial and they'd be like what oh Stefan I need you in my life and Stefan is like I need you and then a phone starts ringing or something this is not real but it's an example and then they look at the they look at the audience all of a sudden and it's like don't want to interrupt the movie turn off your phone <laughs> So. We would get that, but we would get like cartoon ads. Like, that the, would be like, like the dancing popcorn. Don't, don't be a Tommy Texter. <laughs> don't Turn be a Susie but slacker. Don't be Isn't it a funny? Tommy like texter. looking back at times, like yes. when someone's phone would ring and everyone would just look at them like, oh. Like, even though it like was annoying in the time, like it's funny. Like, I wish I had that now. I'm like, oh. So, anyways. The guy's phone's ringing. Hank's obviously fucking pissed. So he grabs the guy's phone off him. He's like, he puts the phone to his ear. He's like, listen, the asshole who called you that you could just call is going to have to call you back. I love the movie. that. <laughs> the guy grabs his phone back. The guy's the worst. The also, his again. accent, I can't figure out what his accent is. I don't know. This it doesn't, was like 2007. Like. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, he... Um, like the casting directors were probably like, just do any random foreign accent because yeah, this was 2007 was like, before people racist. cared about anything. He's exactly. Like a little French, but then he's like Mexican and then like he's just like normal. It doesn't make so any sense. Basically the scene, like Hank and this dude... Oh my god, oh my god, I just said normal. Fighting I'm gonna cut the... that out. I, I did not mean normal as in Mexican and France. French no. are not normal. No, 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 I gotta say it. I gotta say it. Sounds like he's in Cal from California. Okay, moving on. I'm a billion times more problematic than you. I so just you really don't... I don't want to be misunderstood um, and the word normal is dangerous, so... <laughs> yeah. So, basically, Hank and this guy are fighting in the movie theater. Hank beats him up and then everyone in the theater starts clapping which is like fucking hilarious so now we get this iconic ass fucking scene hank is at a bookstore we see the display of uh god hates us all his book and then we see an absolutely stunning beautiful girl Madeline zima i think that's how you say her last name i I have no idea aka Mia, this girl is in so much shit that I love. She's in the show Good Girls. Oh, um, she is. Yeah, and like the newest season that oh, just okay. happened. I haven't she's caught up. It. I need to catch up. She's like one of those actors that like you'll see in a movie randomly, and you're like, oh my god, I really from Californication. This okay. I just want to put something she's out here. Fucking stunning. She's beautiful. She's very talented. But I hate her character. Oh, her character is the worst. On a psychopath, right? Sociopath, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, just needed to get that out there. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, her her character is awful, but but only effectively because she's very, very, very talented. If you ever hate someone on TV, it's because that's a good actor. Unless you hate him for bad acting. But if you hate the character, and you can actually feel hate for them, and it's not a reality show think that actor no exactly like tv shows movies even like in wrestling like when a bad oh guy my god out, i can't even imagine trying to do all the stuff they do in wrestling like like even like when a bad guy comes out and everyone boos them it's like they're doing their job because like everyone hates them you know 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Her character is a fucking horrible person, but she's, this is where we first meet her and she's beautiful and we don't know what's going to happen yet. So, Basically, oh totally and you don't reading she she could be like a college student she could just be she could be anyone right yeah so basically she's reading his book god hates us all and she's like she's like so uh he looks at her and he goes over to talk to her and she's, she's like, like what? what are you doing and he's like well fuck you basically just called me over and she's like listen you're gonna have to go right now because my boyfriend's gonna be back like any minute so he's like okay so he just stands up and he walks away and she's like i'm just joking come back she's and he's so like, fucking weird dude well, what if i don't want to and she's like all right you're lost so then they have like a really awkward like back and forth they officially meet she's like oh, i'm a big fan of your work whatever cut to them fucking so she's with her on top she's riding him she is whatever and um wait did i miss something she's riding him and no no no, no, she no well he before that she asks if he he asks her if she saw the movie and then she tells him that it sucked. Yeah, she hates. So oh, that's yes. the only reason why I want to bring that up because that's like that's the a right big answer thing for him. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so cut to them fucking. She's riding him. She's like fucking the shit out of him. And then she punches rub- him in the face, and he and comes. And he cut. Yeah, he can kind I, of like can snaps I be out of it a little bit? Yeah. He's like, can I just say like, just to be clear? She says, "Are you gonna come?" And he says, "I don't see why not." And then as she's about to come, she punches him in the face. Like, she's like, uh-huh. And then she just, like, punches him. And he's like, what? And he kind of laughs. And she's, like, coming. And then, and he's not, because he just got punched in the face. Like, she's like, are you going to come? And she punches him. So the goal is to get him not to come, is, is my assumption. And then she finishes and punches him again. And he's like, what the fuck? And then she's done. And she's like, oopsie. And she's like, be right back. So I have two theories on this. Either she gets off on him not coming, like the whole, um, I forget what it's called, but there's a term for that, like getting off on your partner not getting there. And then, (laughs) what? Blue balls. (laughs) No, I know there's a term for that, but I mean a term for the the actual, I keep wanting to say cuckolding, but that's cheating. Um, No, it's something, it's like a, I guess that's kind of like sadomasochism, right? It's a, it's a form of abuse. Like, so I guess it's that. Um, but also, is she is she just think that's what she's supposed to do to be impressive? Or is she just crazy? Or is she doing this in order to, um, you know, knowing what's going to happen next in order to make it look like he hurt her as opposed to her hurting him? Well, in the show, at least, that's definitely not the case. Yeah. No, she I mean, doesn't, she doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. Want to do that. Um, so maybe it's just she gets off on hurting him and the power and like all these people. He, are well, up. she says at one point, I just wanted to make you remember me. Oh, right. I know that that's not in these episodes, but I do actually remember that. Uh, yeah. So she's it's an act. I, and I wrote it's really 
obnoxious and try hard, quite frankly. And also it would be rape if technically speaking, because consent ends as soon as he's like, what the fuck? But anyway, anyway, I, I was like, can you imagine a man doing this of any age to a woman? Right. That's, I know it's so it's uh, it's one of those things that it's so different. She's a young white a woman, woman and, and she's like, I can do this. I can do like, whatever I want. I've, this is my thing about the new world order and that's what i'm gonna fucking call it like yeah everyone wants to preach equality and like i'm for it like i'm a fucking feminist like i will preach equality all the way but at the same time look it's at not this an, tv it's show not even. it's like, not even a woman fucking a guy and punching him if it was the other way around it'd be so different like because the pilot would have never got picked up if it because was there's the other an implied around, you know yeah and the reason is because society in society there's an implied power on the men's man's part not just in tv but in real life and so the woman is already at a disadvantage and mm -hmm. that's why it's not really the same sorry hate me if you want to but it's not it's just like just like it's not the same for you know like oh well how could like we were just talking about this oh i can wear you know green makeup to be the hulk why can't i wear black makeup to be a black person it's like because historically that's fucking terrible and it represents a bunch of stuff okay it's not an equal playing ground because of the shit that we've already done so we need to Unless you want to be justin trudeau yeah <laughs> fucker anyway so now we get a scene of um parent karen conference. and hang are yeah they're <laughs> meeting up with becca's teacher the teacher tells them, like, I'm concerned with uh, Becca's emerging sexuality. And then I love Hank. Like, he's like, like, oh, my God. Thank God she's a lesbian. <laughs> he's joking around with Karen. He's like, up high. We're the proud parents of a lesbian daughter. <laughs> Karen yanks off his sunglasses. And he has a huge eye. shiner, obviously. And she's like, yeah. what the fuck happened to your eye? Um, the teacher's like, I don't think Becca's a lesbian. Uh, she recently discovered the attention of boys. And um, the teacher says that she caught her making out with a boy and he was feeling her up. And Hank's like, 12 years old, what is there to feel? Yeah. And Karen's like, I'll talk to her. It's fine. And then they go back and forth. And she's like, excuse me, the reason I'm concerned is. Yeah. So basically the teacher just says like, no, 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 like, because basically Hank and Karen are going back and forth. Like, uh, Karen's like, oh, if you talk to her, the guy's going to get killed. But if I talk to her, she knows. And Hank's like, oh, if you talk to her, she's going to get knocked up, blah, blah, blah. blah. So they're going back uh, and forth. Yeah. And Making then the teacher themselves. says, like, well, listen, the only reason that I even bring it up is because when I told her it was inappropriate behavior, she said, well, how else do you get a boy to like you? And that's and dad's fault. Like, uh, Dun, dun, dun. Shock to the system scene. Oh, I wrote kinda. that. I wrote that's all you, Hank. And this is like one thing that I absolutely adore about the show is because they always have the scenes like this. Like, yeah, you know, like the come um, to Jesus moments. <laughs> yeah, like the show will be so like whatever, and then raunchy, so, and then like one little. This line show has a conscience. Like that's why there's a that's why it's interesting is because there's a conscience if there were no conscience it'd be like okay i guess i'm watching a bunch of assholes do asshole things you know like, it's not really interesting um exactly so cut to hank and 
Charlie Runkle, aka Evan Handler. And then, we get, and then we get Pamela Adlon, and I love her so much. I'm obsessed with Pamela Adlon. Me too. She's my favorite character in the whole show. Me too! So, Hank and Twinsies. We're like virtually high fiving. Double um, high fiving. Do you see why I love her so much, especially in the second episode that I just yeah. <laughs> I wrote it you on the second one. I was like, it just I'm her, literally. It you. When she's so, like, I don't um, want to have it. <laughs> Sorry, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So basically, we get to meet Charlie Runkle, who is Hank's best friend and agent, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Evan Handler. A.k.a. Charlotte's iconic. husband iconic actor so they're just like sitting at a bar together they're talking oh evan handler was in that show remember when i told you about that show that i liked that didn't last in like the early 2000s it's like you know he was in that show okay. everybody look it up anyway um so basically runkle tells hank he's like listen i have an offer for you runkle says he's like listen hella magazine wants you to blog for them and then hank tells runkle that he says do you have a he, gun <laughs> he, he tells him about his nun blowjob dream and then runkle's like that's pretty simple pretty much says that i i love this scene because it's like short and sweet and runkle mm -hmm. pretty much just like sums it up he's like listen you clearly have a fetish for unavailable women and it's your the way of ultimate getting that. manifestation was your dream about you getting a blowjob from a woman that's married to God of all people. Yeah. And then Hank's like, can't we just agree that I'm naughty? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That is, that's good. And then Runkle is like, why don't you just find a nice girl? I know you can. And it essentially it's a setup. Yep. So a literal uh, Hank's setup. like, like a are date. you kidding me? So then uh and he sets her up, up with uh so then we cut to a bland yeah, so we cut to <laughs> hank runkle marcy who is runkle's wife at the time Pamela my favorite Adlon. character on the, the whole entire show this girl if if anyone in the world is my spirit animal it's the character of marcy i'm so glad to hear that because honestly i marcy is pamela adlon's vice versa and i love her so much am i not her <laughs> you are that's probably why i love you so much because you are her and i've always loved her and you know she was like side note she was partners with louis and she produced louis ck's show louis and when he got canceled for like legit reasons like basically sexual assault um she was like dude no i'm not involved anymore like she was like sorry about it but i'm not gonna go out there and put put your name next to mine this is your problem and that's completely fine and appropriate and i don't know if she was offended personally or if it just personally or if it was a professional choice but either way i support it especially as a woman who's creating her own work she has her own show you know that he was a part of at one point just in production wise but yeah don't sink with the ship when the ship is got his own fucking problems so i have a lot of respect for pamela adlon even she's a fucking bad beyond. bitch i love yeah. her she a bad bitch <laughs> so we get the four of but them a good at the girl. dinner table runkle marcy hank and 
the state that they set them up with, Meredith. Mare. Um, I called her Mare. So they're all talking and Mare loves the movie. She's like, oh, so you're a writer. And he's like, I mean, I guess I'm kind of a husband writer. Um, my most popular book was called God Hates Us All. It was turned into this movie called Crazy Little Thing Called Love. <laughs> she yeah she exactly she freaks out she's like oh my god i fucking love that movie basically by saying that she shot was herself like, in the foot yeah i was like read the room there and uh and then she gets i i, I just love torn like bits. this was the pilot of the show and it's the right. character work in it Balls was out. absolutely incredible like the way that marcy and runkle looked at each other was like I mean, you can act, but the way that they acted it, they, I, they looked like such a married couple. Like, and I bet let's they, get out of yeah. here right away. You I know, love it. Mm-hmm. like it was so good. So, yeah. Okay. So, Agreed. when Meredith said this to Hank, when mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I loved it. And we, we both just said, like, she basically shot herself in the foot. Like It was like, don't any chance you That was the wrong answer. Have you ever had a date like this where, <laughs> where, uh, where, like, a guy said something to you, or as soon as he said it, you're like, I'm never going to want anything to do with you again? Have you yes. ever had that? Yes. Do you want to know please what it was? T- please tell Sarah. Yes, I do. That's why I'm I, I went on a date with this person, this person boy man and we had like gotten along really well on text and i had met him online and this is obviously before i met kyler this is actually right before i met kyler i met this douche canoe um so i um we finally had our date and this is back when i i mean i know i'm lovely and whatever but like this is back when i was bulimic so i was like it wasn't good but like i had a slam and bod like you couldn't I didn't look sick. I just looked really, really thin and fit because I still had boobs and stuff and a butt. And um, and I had like a nice dress on and I met him in downtown Palo Alto, which is like fancy pants. Or no, sorry, I think it was Sunnyvale, but still fancy pants. And um, he, we were wa- texting until we met up. And then as soon as we met up, it was so awkward. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think I'm being awkward. Like, I don't know what the problem is, you know? And I was like wearing a long dress and he was like, wow, you, you look like your pictures. And I was like, thanks. That was the point, you know? And then he was like here, like, but not in a complimentary way. He was like, oh, you look like your pictures. You know, I was like, uh-huh. And then he's like, here, and, and he's like, here, should we get a drink? That's not even it. She, he's like, we can get a drink at this bar before we go to dinner. But it felt a little so hasty. I found out later that he was like an addict and I didn't know. But um, he's like, let's get a drink. So I think he was just like, uh, to alcohol. So I think he was just like, like D, DTs or whatever. Like, you need a drink. So we get a drink and I'm in the bar and he's like, are you nervous? And I was like, well, yeah, it's a first date. Aren't you nervous? And he's like, it's weird that you're nervous. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so we went and we sat outside. It was summer. So we sat or whatever it was. We sat and it was really awkward. He was just looking at me and he's like, I don't know. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't know? And he goes, I don't know. And I just didn't say anything. He's like, you're just so beautiful. You're so beautiful on the outside. And I was like, 
and I'm not on the inside. Like it wasn't a compliment the way he said it. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. And then stupidly, I should have just walked away. And I was like, um, you know, whatever. And he's like, but anyway, tell me about your job and you my job. And I was like, he's like, what do you do? And I said, well, I work with children at the time. I worked primarily with children who had autism. He said, what do you do with them? So I'm giving him basics. Like, what do you think? Like, whatever. I help them with, um, da, 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 da. And like, cause a lot of them are nonverbal. And he was like, well, what if he just wants to be a leader? And I was like, then he's going to need to know how to talk. Like, like I was trying to change these children from themselves to hurt them and then he's like that's true and then i was like anyways i also help teach them social skills because a lot of them don't have social skills and he goes do you though <laughs> and that was it <laughs> do you though <laughs> just it's like her whole face is covered she, she's done guys my hands are just like over my face because dumbass <sighs> i don't even care his name was danny go find him he's an asshole of course his name was danny right of course, of course basic this fucking name i know Duck. <sighs> Guys, I hate every guy. Don't neg me. I I do not respond to negging. Never have. And I was like, excuse me. And he's like, I don't know. So my biggest celebrity crush is a woman. I know. And (laughs) and she's probably fucking stronger than any fucking. Oh, this guy was tiny, tiny. Not his dick, but like he. Well, his dick was. But his his he was a not strong person it's insane like a kid. um we're, we're only think, like 15 minutes in. i think we could do one episode <laughs> so basically uh we see the the double date yeah and um they're all talking and you know mayor loves the movie and mayor's like oh you think you know me because he's kind of like scoffing at her because she liked the movie she's like go ahead tell me who i am and he just rips her a new okay but okay but to defend hank here um even runkle's like you don't want him to do that oh oh no you don't want me even marcy's like i'm on marcy marcy has a quote where she's i know she says something like listen babe Getting your asshole bleached twice is, <laughs> and which is which is another like foreshadowing throughout the series I because actually, Marcy's yeah. job is that she waxes and bleaches assholes for a living. Like that's <laughs> that's her job through the series. She's like, uh, have you ever gotten your asshole bleached? No, but I want to. Really? Just because of the pain? I want to. I would do it. Have your boots been under? Hey! Whose bed have your boots been under? And whose heart did you see? I wonder. And this time did it feel like thunder, baby? Whose bed have your boots been under? Don't look so No, I'm not the only girl you run to I know about Lolita Your little spine and 
I wonder 